Hi, this is John Nelson. This is Jimmy Maurer. Hi, I'm Andre Zanoda, and you're listening to the Dallas Soccer Show. Welcome to the Dallas Peppy Show presented by the Striker Texas. We're your guides on the emotional roller coaster that is Ricardo Peppy fandom. In this week's episode, we'll be discussing FC Dallas's 1-1 draw at home against San Jose. And I've got a bit of a discussion question regarding personnel decisions the team will have to make uh, sooner than any of us really want. Joining me this week is occasional FC Dallas radio substitute co-host, Jonathan Ross. How's it going, Jonathan? It's going pretty good, man, except for I'm, I'm losing brownie points right now because my wife is downstairs painting my son's room uh, where I was right before this. And uh, so, you know, every minute that I'm talking to, the, to you good podcast listeners, you know, I'm losing losing points with my wife. That's dedication. That is. And loyalty. And I, I expect for our listeners to reward you um, with all the likes on Twitter. There we go. And then you can tell your wife. And she will she will be very impressed, I'm sure. Yeah, sure, I'm sure she you know, will not roll her eyes and say whatever. Yeah, it'll make her standing on a ladder in a in an ankle boot totally work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> also joining us this week is um, your favorite and mine molecular troublemaker and North Texas uh, soccer aficionado. It's Nico Mendez. Nico, what's up, sir? What is up? I don't. I don't know. You tell me. Oh, geez, I've missed two episodes. Quite a quite a yeah, bit has happened. Quite a bit has There's happened. There's been a big Nico shaped hole in our episodes. Could I you mean, give us a recap of the last two weeks, Nico. Yeah, Just tell like, us. Like, what did you do on yeah. that first Monday? What'd you do? Let's see. Went to the lab, <laughs> did some work, crashed <laughs> some computer simulations. Edit point. Edit point. Yeah. Fast forward. Edit point. Had first day of grad school. We're on all on right. Week three in. Ah. There you go. Well, there you that go. gives us a general sense of how things have been going, I think. Yeah, and that's so, a cold open. You're welcome. Unfortunately, uh, things have been about as confusing for FC Dallas on the field this season. Uh, and uh, even this month and Saturday's match against San Jose wasn't much different. They're, they started out the match uh, conceding an early penalty with uh, Matt Hedges sliding after a ball after the, it had been given away right outside the box and the ball hits his arm and penalty is given and San Jose goes up one, nothing. Um, but then second half to the rescue again for the, for the second game in a row, I guess if you count uh United States men's national team, uh, Ricardo Pepe draws even with a knocking in a header. So, you know, it, we talked last week about FC Dallas needing lots of points uh, lots, all the, basically, they need to win all their home games. Draw just probably wasn't good enough, but I think there were some good things about that game. Jonathan, what, what, what stood out to you in that game? It was it was a fun match to watch. So I think I'm now, you know, the the expectations for the season are waning. Um, so you know, I'm just gonna kick back and relax and watch the the kids play and have some fun. And I think that's that's the biggest thing for me is you look at the um, the core of this group, you know, the, 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 the front four, 
Um, for the most part, you know, Pepe's, I'm sure we'll talk about that, you know, might not be here next year, but I think the rest of that core will be. And we're see, starting to see, you know, Cervania, um play really well the last few matches, kind of back to his 2019 form. And uh, heck, even Emma Tomasi is uh, uh, playing a little bit of left back and looking pretty good. So uh, from a, you know, positive perspective, the uh, the kids were all right. Yeah, Nico, uh, I wanted to start with you. I want to take us back to that very beginning play with the the penalty for by Matt Hedges. It, what's he supposed to do with his arm there? Is that a penalty for you? I think if you go by the definition of the handball rule, yes. Um, but you you kind of preluded it. Um, what's he supposed to do with his arm there? Because uh, if you start sliding, I, yeah. I like to lead my question. <laughs> lead the witness. That, that that is called leading, and I don't think that holds up in a court of law. So it's all right. It's a podcast. This is, it's a field, <laughs> not a court. Nico, a pitch. pitch. It, it, it does hold up on the the Dallas Peppy show, but uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> honestly, I think it's. I agree. It's. It, I don't know where else uh, Hedges was going to put that put his hand, but it was a penalty. I mean, he he clearly obstructed the ball, um, and so you know. <laughs> the San Jose gets penalty. I think they got what two penalty shots last time they played FC Dallas. So it's the uh, uh, seems to be the pattern playing San Jose. That's how they score against Dallas. That's right. And so it's and, and that's what six for this season for FC Dallas. I think they've uh, given away six penalties and they've earned one. So uh, maybe they're done for the year. You know, I thought that earlier on, but it's been a there's been a couple lately. So, yeah, after a yeah. kind of an ugly start, exactly. They had, I think four really early on, so they're they're, they're spacing them out now. Yeah, okay. We're regressing to the mean, as the statisticians might say, but there's still some in. There's still some penalties in them. Um, you know, I think I think the thing about that match that was interesting to me is that even when the FC Dallas went down. It didn't really seem like they were down and out. There was always a goal. You could always feel there was a goal coming from somewhere. Um, and, you know, there's there's been times this season where you, you just watch and you're like, there's no there's no way they're going to score. But this this game, they're, they're, you could feel an intensity. You could feel the players pushing and really going for it. But in the end, it wasn't enough to get a win. Um, yeah, so, I, I mean... To, to reiterate your point, Jonathan, like it is fun to watch and we have to, I think at this point, adjust our expectations just yeah. to bring us full circle to the thing you just said before I asked Nico a question. And I, I don't have the stats in front of me as far as shots on goal, but I know they put quite a few up compared to the, the prior couple of matches. Um, and there was, there was a, a couple of good saves uh, by the San Jose keeper. I think both were against uh, Jesus uh, where he, you know, I think one was kind of, uh, you know, up and to the left, and the other one was kind of a a, a low shot, right with pace, um, that he managed to to keep San Jose in the match. So uh, they, FC Dallas, was seeming to do a pretty good job of putting the ball in a dangerous place. Uh, and like you said, it was kind of it was a, it was a fun match to watch, regardless of the the one one result. Obviously, as an FC Dallas fan, you were looking for three points, but. Uh, in the end, the, the team still looked pretty good while they were uh, while they were, while they were playing. Yeah, I mean, there's not really much else to say about that match. I don't think it's. Oh, there's it's tons those... to say about that match. Okay, man. what what shall we say? I don't know. What what about the performance of the two outside backs? I thought that was it was oh, actually yeah. 
okay. I mean, we- first of all, seeing seeing uh, we, we knew that Ryan we, we, Ryan was going to be out because of the injury update. He was going to be out of the match. Um, Johnny Nelson got surgery, I think, just in the past week, so he's out likely for the rest of the season. I think officially they said eight weeks, but there's only like eight to ten weeks left in the season. Um, so we got to see the debut of uh, Emma Tomasi for at the left back, and as far as I know, he's never played it before. He but, played it in ten minutes against RSL. Well, <laughs> ten minutes against RSL, exactly. <laughs> uh, but you know that's not his natural position, and, and I thought he looked really good. And I thought that uh, uh, Justin Che, after missing you know probably like six eight matches now, uh, looked really good back on the pitch. Uh, so fr- from that perspective, I, I really like to see uh, you know the performances both from both those guys. Yeah, they both had really good games. There was that one marauding. Uh, run that Justin Che had they got him a whole bunch of attention by from Matt Doyle on Twitter and uh really he did a lot to put the um the team in good positions to score and I think didn't he get an assist on Pepe's goal yeah he got he an did. assist on yep. Pepe's goal put that that cross in um and you know it's it's interesting it that they scored on a cross and a headed cross because it's really kind of been something that FC Dallas hasn't been very good at this season. Um, you know, putting up in the double digits of crosses, but not really ever getting, making much of them. I think they had 14 crosses against San Jose. Um, so still lots of crosses, but now Pepe's got that header mojo, I guess. Well, and plus San Jose players themselves were clearing it off the line. So that, that always helps. <laughs> That was a good. That was such a bizarre moment. It was. A, it was a very bizarre moment, and I think there was two of those over the the MLS weekend. I think it was with the, the RSL. Uh, I can't remember who it was that tried to pass it back to their keeper against LAFC, and uh, the keeper was stepping up at the same time that they passed it back and kind of scored one for uh, for the opposing team and lost three to two uh, this past weekend. So it was a it was a, it was a bad uh, huh, a, a bad match for a couple of defenders. Yeah, it's the. Um... That's so MLS, the, the yes. meme, right? <laughs> Nico, um, I asked Jonathan earlier what what stood out to him. Was there anything about the that match that you take away from it, um, and that you learned about the team? I think, like what you guys had touched on earlier, the outside backs both. Um, Ima Tomasi and Justin Che doing really well, complementing each other. Worked out pretty well. Um, and then like what you were saying earlier in the pod where when Dallas went down that goal, they didn't seem out, um, which uh, is refreshing for the FC Dallas viewers. Sometimes it felt like that they go down a goal and it really felt like they were chasing the game and kind of out of control of it. That didn't really seem to be the case against San Jose. Um so those two were really positives. Uh, I think for me, maybe a bit more of an individual positive is just kind of the return of Brendan Cervania back to the field. Um, I think he's been extremely refreshing uh, to... He, he he adds just a different level of uh, dynamism to the midfield. Uh, you know, we kind of talk about how some players are really good as functioning as that glue for an Oscar Bareja reference. But Brandon just kind of brings just this whole new level. Um, I mean, he's a homegrown, so there's kind of that excitement around him. Uh, He combines really well with players. He's also functions as a really good late run, 
into the box as well. So there now you have an option both on top of the box and, and the kid's not afraid to take on players or try to go for a shot as he kind of did in that first half. Um, almost co- so only almost scoring a goal himself. <laughs> so for me, um, I also might just have a bias because Dustin, as you know, I would o- always go to Brandon <laughs> after the games. Um, but <laughs> it's good it's to see. It's a good interview. Yeah. He, he's good to, it's great to see Brandon Servinia back on the field as well and having a positive yeah. impact. For me, I think there were a couple takeaways uh, just on the personnel front that I'd like to touch on before we move on. Um, and you mentioned the return of Brandon Cervania. For me, the most exciting return of of that, besides you know Justin Che, uh, was Ken- Fa- uh, Faku Kenyan coming back and just the difference that that guy makes on the field and the way that he can read the game. I, f- I think he reads the game as well as any center defensive med, mid that FC Dallas has had. I think even as, as as he reads it as well as Grezo or Tiago, I don't know that he's better than either one of them uh, or even a direct comparison, but I think that when you're watching the moves that he makes, he it's always he, – he reads the game really well and puts himself in really good positions, whereas, you know, Tiago Santos, who we just had, we were always questioning his positioning. He was really good on the ball, but his positioning was always kind of weird. Um, and then the other thing we kind of touched on this last, uh, last episode, Jonathan, where we were talking about having Matt Hedges and Nkasi Tafari on the field at the same time and how that kind of created some interesting marking issues, or it seemed to, at least, I don't know that what actually, I mean, I'm not there in the film room with them, but, um, I, it was interesting to see, uh, Jose Martinez, step back in alongside Matt Hedges and Tafari take a, take a seat on the bench for a little while, whether it's rotation or whether it's just trying to, you know, having Matt Hedges and Tafari on the field being too similar, um, trying to vary that center back. It is interesting to see. I I think it worked out okay, but you know, it's kind of harsh for Tafari. Yeah. And it's probably is a bit of both. Uh, I would not be surprised if we see Tafari back in the starting lineup on Tuesday night when they go to, to New York FC, the Red Bull Stadium. Um, so, and, and probably <laughs> sponsored by. Uh, but <laughs> sponsored by the Bronx. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and I would expect it's probably Martinez next to him because of what you mentioned, right? I think one is uh, Hedges is still getting back, I think, fully fit. Uh, Martinez looked pretty good in that match. Hedges looked like he was still a little bit. A little bit off, I think, uh, making a couple of the runs looks like he might still not be 100% fit, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see if that was just a one match off for uh, Tafari. Yeah, he did seem to roll his ankle there at the end of the game as well. So um, I I think that's probably not a a bad shout for a a little bit of a rotation. Is there anything you guys want to touch on, anything else, before we move ahead to New York City? I I guess the, the big thing is, you know, so going forward in this season, right, um, knowing that the chances are of them of them getting going for a big playoff run are probably pretty pretty slim. Yes, we'll we'll still root and hope that they go on a on a big run. But um, seeing some of the performances of the, of the players, right, and just thinking about uh, you know how many of these guys are going to be around. I mean, I, I think that's that's one of the things that I'm going to be keeping on an eye on for the rest of this season is the performance of people like Shun and Jesus and Paxton and. Uh, Emma and Sylvania, et cetera, because I do, okay. I do think that there's a there's a good core of the group here um, that's going to continue into next year. You know, with maybe maybe 
Peppy and uh, um, so, Jay being So gone. let me stop you there. Uh, I was going to bring this up later in the show, but I think that's a good segue to my question that I was going to pose to y'all. Um, I already have my answer ready before you ask the question. Okay. Um, all right. So at the end of the season, I think it's we all can agree that Ricardo Pepe is going to be sold. There's there's going to be demand for him, and he's going to catch. He's going to uh, probably end up being transferred to Europe. Right? Can we all stipulate or agree on that? I think I think by this time next year, yes. Okay, so you're thinking maybe maybe, maybe not year? necessarily in the the MLS off season, but potentially in the summer. Okay. All right. Well, so at some point we're not going to have Ricardo Pepe in the lineup, which means there is a uh, hole at striker, and let's let's assume that that spot is goes to Jesus Ferreira. That leaves a spot a hole in the ten. And at the end of the season, de- December 31st, there one Mr. Andre Sercarte's loan ends, and he has an option to buy. If you're the FC Dallas front office, what do you do with Andre Sercarte? Do you try to maybe slot him into that 10 spot um, as, a, you know, to, to um, fill some holes, or do you just let him go? Well, that's an interesting question because I think your your supposition of uh, Jesus moving up to striker, I don't know if it's, that's correct. Honestly, who do you I, think should go to striker? To striker? Uh, so he who is not named yet. I think, I think the oh, club yeah. has to go out and get somebody in the offseason. I, I think that the the chances of you know, Jesus is Jesus is good in the spot he's at. I don't think he's a pure, you know, stand up MLS, be in the box striker, right? Um, Pepe's not quite either, but he's more so than than Jesus. I think I, I think that uh, Lucci likes Jesus where he is as kind of a you know the ten secondary striker on the club on the on the team. Yeah, but does Jesus like being there? I don't know, man. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what Jesus does want, right? But I think that the I mean he they you know Jesus has you know played for the national team a little bit uh, um, in in kind of a striker position, right? But uh, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if he, if that's his long-term position at FC Dallas or, or a club versus a secondary striker. Okay. But right, so to answer so you your question, I'm going to, I'm going to go to my I'm question. I'm still going to answer your question, which is now I don't think, I don't think Ricarte is a good fit for this club for, for whatever reason. I think even when Jesus was hurt last year, um, we never really got a ton out of Ricarte. I think, you know, he was, a flashy player when he first signed and we were all excited. Um, but then kind of, you know, you would see statistically that he would have lots of, uh, uh, you know, good passes or, uh, you know, that should turn into goals, but very seldomly do did right. Like a, like a key pass or whatever, or good possession stats, but you know, it just doesn't seem like Ricardo's ever really performed well for this club. So my, my answer is, I think he's gone. Nico, do you keep Andres Ricarte? I think that's the uh, proverbial million-dollar question. Oh, because um, it probably will be about a million dollars. <laughs> from uh, didn't even think in, about that. Independiente, Independiente Medellin. Yeah, I struggled a little bit getting that out, but it came out close <laughs> enough. Um, that's a that's that's an interesting decision because for me personally, I've kind of been impressed with. 
uh, Ricardo's performance on the field. Um, I do think he kind of just adds a completely different level going forward. But when when it's mentioned that he kind of just hasn't performed for the team or fit in well, for me, I wonder if maybe that's a bit more so of the role and task that he's given tactically in comparison uh, that don't mesh up too well with his strengths. Um, and one of the things coming into when he first joined FC Dallas was that he's considered a late bloomer. Um, so take that how you want. I mean, if, if you want to argue, oh, well, Ricarte still has potential, you can take that argument. Um, I, I'm not sure that the basically the tasks and roles that he was given match up pretty well with um with his abilities. Um I do think he can offer a bit to the club both on the attack and defensively, but what we've also seen is he's also kind of drifting back to find the ball um which in his case kind of more of that playmaker role. Uh you kind of you do want to have the ball at your feet. Um and if you're struggling to move in deep, which is something Jesus has done himself. Uh, is coming back deep into the field to find the ball. And we've seen it with Franco Jara as well. So Yeah, I don't I mean, necessarily know that's a player thing. It's more of a system thing, right? Yeah, so kind of, for me, emphasizing the task and the environment isn't best suited for his skills. Um, I guess if you can adapt that, then yeah, it would make sense for him to stay. But I, <laughs> if if that's kind of not the direction of the club going forward, then maybe it doesn't make sense for him to stay. Well, and then the, the other the other question too is, um, I, I think that there's a a right winger for this club who would probably fill on that spot really well, Mister Paxton Pomacall, if they could find someone to replace him on the wing. Yeah. So I think that would be. I mean, if if I was going to draw it up, if we we're going to say if we're if we're going to take the 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 approach that you know Jesus is going to be the striker, I mean, I'd love to see Paxton take that spot as the 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 ten or secondary or you know attacking midfield or whatever behind uh, Jesus, um, but then yeah. you know FC Dallas's ability to find striker. yeah sorry and a winger you have to uh, go get an actual winger exactly and and FC Dallas is not, not, pr- it, not proven think. that they can uh, actually have two wingers in one uh, in at one time <laughs> since 2015. <laughs> well, you, the can... other thing really quickly is with Jesus and Pepe playing so well, you're kind of playing more so of a two striker system comparison to like last year in Lucci's first year, it was a striker, two wingers, and then three midfielders. And who got the most playing time in the, or I wouldn't say the most playing time, but who did we see more frequently in the three midfielder system? Andres Ricarte. In the kind of this two midfielder system, you don't see him too much. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, his appearances have all come pretty well late in the game when FC Dallas is trying to chase, chase some goals. So, and then the system or the, the shape has at least changed by then. So I don't, I, I'm going to cop out and say, I don't, I don't know what I would do. I think, I think as a fan, I like seeing, I like seeing some of the things that he pulls out of his hat. I mean, uh, but at the same time, Jonathan, I think you're, you're right on, on the money that the, the system and he and the system just don't, don't mesh well enough to, to go and, and spend the money that, they're probably going to need to spend to go ahead and get to pull the trigger on that buyout clause or the, on that uh, loan to buy. Classic professor move. It is left right. as an exercise to the student. 
That's that's right. <laughs> well, it, when I think that Nico did call out the the fact you right, that FC Dallas is probably really playing more of a two striker system this year, and so I think that's the bigger the bigger thing, right? I think that they need to go out and pick get somebody else. It's not it's not Franco Hara. Franco Hara will probably still be here next year, um, unfortunately. But uh, you know they that's not a good pairing for for Jesus and the kind of uh, play that the FC Dallas is trying to trying to trying to execute on uh you know as part of their man words are hard <laughs> this is true yeah it's it's been hard for if for uh jesus and hara when they're on the field at the same time to figure out how to occupy complementary spaces and and play complementary instead of stepping on each other's toes and kind of being in the same areas and trying to do the same things because Hara does like to play with his back to the goal deeper, and that's right where where Jesus would normally be. So, yeah, I it'll be interesting to see. I, I think we are. So, are, are we all agreed that it's uh, Ricarte is probably on his way out? I, I think so, and then well, I think part of it's also going to depend on what does Ricarte want to do. Because I think that this club has shown that they're going to try to support the player, right? So if Ricarte is saying, hey, I don't have good time here, I'd rather go back, right? And I wouldn't be surprised if that would happen too, right? Because it's it's I think it could be part of the decision. That's fair. I wonder if it could be a Felipe situation and you just kind of extend the loan as well. Yeah, I guess you, you need could more do statistics. That. You need more experiments run. I'm glad they did that with with Felipe though. Just um Zobek's been injured a little bit, so there's been kind of that backup keeper Go back. He's also goat back, yes. Um, all right. Well, let's shift gears a little bit and look ahead, maybe not so far, but just, you know, I think as of the recording of this tomorrow, <laughs> um, FC Dallas heads up to New York City. You know, actually, New Jersey, was it New Jersey to play New York City? Uh New York City FC has had a a little bit of a rough stretch in the last five. They're, they've got two wins and three losses. But I'm struggling to find the last time that they've lost at home. Uh, I'm looking back through. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I don't think they've lost at home this season as the home team. Well, I think that's part of the fact that they have the biggest home field advantage of any club on MLS normally playing at Yankee Stadium. I mean, honestly, yeah, I, re- I, really, in- I really do think that that's a, a huge home field advantage for them is 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 that that offsize pitch, right? You, you, you've got to play a little bit differently. The, the the spacing's a little bit different. The the, the passing's a little bit different. And so uh, those guys who play on it 17 times a year are going to have a, an advantage over a club that plays on it once or twice a year or in the case of FC Dallas, like once every three years. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think that uh, – the fact that they're playing in the the Red Bulls arena is a, a huge uh, plus for FC Dallas. So in some ways, maybe maybe you throw that home record out at least partially, not all the way though. Yeah, I was just looking up through. They beat um, most recently Montreal and Miami, both at a Red Bull arena, but only by a couple goals instead of by uh, five goals that they beat Orlando and Yankee stadium or three goals that they beat Columbus at Yankee stadium. So maybe, maybe it's a little bit of as an equalizer. You know, I mean, I know FC Dallas has definitely struggled on that small field for sure. 
And plus, I mean, Tafari's going to be back, right, in the starting lineup. So good to go. Good to go. Good to go. Unstoppable. Yep. Um, let's see. Other than that, is there anybody returning from injury or from – we'll see probably Shun start because he'll, he'll be back and rested from Hungary. Yeah, I'd expect that the, the two changes are the one we talked about with – I would expect Tafari's probably going to get the start. I think that was a rotation because he was not injured. And I think uh, Shun will be back in the starting lineup. And then the only question really is, uh, do they make a change in, in midfield, right? So yeah. does Cervania get a second start? I think he looked really good. Um, so Acosta may still stay on the bench. Um, and then, you know, does uh, uh, you know, do, do, they, do they make a change with Faku just knowing that he's coming off of – uh, kind of an extended injury, injury, right? Yeah. Do you, do you do you make a rotation there and bring in uh, Edwin or someone else in that spot? Did they say how how bad the the Ryan Hollingshead injury is? Was it just a knock? Was there a chance of having him back for this match? I think I heard that it was a foot injury, but I don't know if they said specifically like how uh, um, how bad it was, right? Okay. Well, but it's really, games, it's only two days yeah, in like, between. Is probably safe to bet that it's we're going to see the same outside back. I, I would, and, and I and I didn't see anything that uh, makes me think that Lucci needs to make a change. Yeah, he doesn't need to rush it if he doesn't yeah. have to. Yeah, they those were one of some of the bright spots in the San Jose game. Um, score predictions, or let's just do let's do win predictions. Uh, Nico, we'll start with you because. You look concerned about this match on the video here. He's just trying uh, to figure out when we're going to start having Kaiser Gomez talk. He thought that was part of the <laughs> part of the plan for tonight. It's the only reason why I showed up. Just, I want to talk about my Kaiser Gomez. Okay, well, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in just a second. I'll give hold, cool your jets, hold your horses. All right, let's start with uh, predictions. So, Nico, in the FC Dallas match. The one that Kaiser Gomez is not playing in. Do you think that FC Dallas will beat New York City? I genuinely have no idea. I will. I will leave it up to. Pred- I will simulate enough uh, football manager matches to figure this one out. You heard it here first, guys. Uh, Nico is making a prediction of he does not know what's going to happen. <laughs> anything. Anything could happen. Anything. Could Jonathan. Happen. Uh, you have a prediction. That. Sadly, I predict a loss. Yeah. So, 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 so no points for for the club. I mean, I, obviously, I'd love to see uh, them go on the road and pick up a point or actually get a win. But uh, it, for some reason, I just kind of feel like they're gonna with this quick turnaround. I, I just don't see them doing it. Yeah, I think, I think it, I'm, I'm hoping for a draw, but more realistically, at a at a loss. I think Castellanos probably. It's going to be a little bit much for the defense to handle um, and probably puts them away. I'm going to go, I'm going to take a step further and I'm going to say 2 1 New York City. I'm going to say 4 3 New York City. The Brandon Cervania hat trick does not <laughs> prove to be enough to win the match. <laughs> just not enough. Well, I guess just for argument's sake, I'll say the team will be extremely motivated. Um, I mean, not a bad performance against San Jose. They are not playing at Yankee Stadium. They'll be playing on a uh, soccer-specific stadium. So levels it out a little bit. 
uh, FC Dallas recently doing uh, decent on the road. So they'll be like, all right, you know what? New York City it, in New Jersey uh, makes sense for them to win. So I will also go with Brandon Cervania hat trick just for the <laughs> giggles as well. And, you know, a Felipe Tim Howard goal as well. Yeah. Okay. Stamp it. All right. There you go. I, I, I hear what you're saying about the motivation and the, the confidence kind of on the, in the away form um, and the, the performances that they've had. However, it's been three days since they played and there's not going to be a whole lot of rotation. I think that there's going to be some, and they're traveling literally halfway across the country. Think that there's probably going to be some tired legs out there at some point, and I think it's going to be real tough for them. But it will be cool to see that Cervania hat trick. All right, and Nico, I did promise you uh, that you could talk about Kaiser Gomez. So It's time for Nico's 92-second check-in, where he tells tells us everything we need to know about North Texas SC. Nico, are you ready? Will I be winning a new car? Or a fun <laughs> trip to the Bahamas? There you go. Oh, dude, you should try out for Jeopardy host. I was more going for prices right. Yeah. But... Oh, it's kind of before. I was thinking more so Wheel of Fortune as well. But... Oh, my, I don't know. After watching the Packers play last night, I think maybe Rodgers does need to take that gig back on uh, <laughs> Jeopardy. And this podcast. That's a cool <laughs> open. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, Nico, you have 92 seconds on the clock for your 92-second check-in. We will go on your ready. North Texas, tra- North Texas SC <laughs> traveled out to South Georgia Tormenta. Um, unfortunately, they are now on a two-game losing streak after losing that game 2-0 in the span of two minutes. Uh, to stay true to my form, Kaiser Gomez did play but did not score. Um, but it's, I guess, a little dif- disappointing with North Texas having... <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold up! He, I, I said something, and I, I said something, and both of y'all took a drink at the same time. To, I was about to say, "He's <laughs> like, are you guys playing some sort of a drink?" Yeah, any, anytime you say Kaiser Gomez, we take a shot. Oh man, I was trying to figure out what did I say. Well, I mean, Kaiser Gomez played in the nine-game unbeaten streak that Kaiser Gomez played in. <laughs> drink. <laughs> um. In all seriousness, North Texas now is on a two-game losing streak after playing a nine-game unbeaten streak um, where there was quite a few draws, but they were against strong opposition in the league and away. After speaking kind of with Eric Quill um, on the last home game and just really taking a step back and looking at those games, it's not so much that North Texas was kind of outperformed. It was things that North Texas did to themselves that cost them those games. So, I mean, the Chattanooga games, last-minute goals cost them points um, in that loss and in that draw that they had. So, I guess it's kind of, uh, if you do or if you don't, North Texas <laughs> North Texas uh, is kind of their best and also worst enemy in this case. 
I gave you a little extra time because of the drinking game, but that was a good that was a good update, Nico. Um, okay, so so that was a good update. Let's let's unpack it just a little bit. Um, are are you worried about this two game losing streak? No, not really. Um, I guess to be the optimist, maybe it's actually a really good thing in their last what seven games going uh, of the season now. So they will be hosting Union Omaha at home. Um, I think it's just going to be a nice reset button because I think one of the things that the team was struggling with is, man, we're drawing so many games against teams that we should be beating because we've done things right in those games. Um, So I think it's just going to be a nice reset button for them kind of headed into the final playoff match. I mean, and it's still really close. (laughs) They can finish either very high in the table or also very low in the table. Um, So it's in North Texas' hands. I'm not too concerned. Well, that pretty much rounds out the program. If you're listening to this, you're probably getting ready for the FC Dallas match tonight, uh, Tuesday at 6.30 Central, or that's already happened and we're waiting for the next match. But uh, if you like this program, you can hit that subscribe button in your podcast app of choice. And you can also connect with us as Dallas Soccer Show on Twitter and you can catch us at over online at dallassoccershow.com and the strikertexas.com and don't forget to follow all of our, our friends over at the striker texas so uh, for Jonathan Roz for Nico Mendez I'm Dustin Nation thank you all so much for listening